All right, welcome to the Freedom Chasers SMB podcast where we focus on sales, marketing, and business insights. Today we have Glenn Felty with us, a master in marketing, person who is in ad sales, is now running businesses in solar. And so Glenn is gonna take us through a journey. He's gonna help us understand where, where his transformation went and give us some great insights and tips into how you can increase the marketing and structure of your business. So Glenn, we're just gonna dive straight into it. And if you'll take us into what is like the you know craziest thing you've experienced so far in business? <laughs> you know, Matt, that's a funny, that's that's a, that's not an easy question to answer, but you know, the craziest thing that comes to mind, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I, I have, uh, I don't know why, but the funniest thing that came to mind is actually in the solar business. I went on a, I went on a home, an appointment a couple of years ago to a house and um, it was, it was, I mean, this place was a, a disaster. The house was a disaster and, and I, I couldn't find the homeowner and there's a dog nipping at my, nipping at my heels, you know, in the backyard. And finally the guy answers the door and he's in his underwear. Oh boy. And, and, and I'm like, literally he's in his, and he invites me in <laughs> and I'm like this, how do you, how, you know, how do you dance? How do you right, uh, right. adjust when you confront, when you, when you arrive at something <laughs> like that? I don't know why, but that was just one crazy uh, business story that, that hit me when you asked the question. So uh, it was interesting. Did not sell the deal. Yeah. Uh, the guy, the guy uh, uh, had informed me that he was going to be running for mayor. Um, for mayor. So I think there was, yeah, I think that, I think there were some things a little off right. there, uh, but crazy stuff. So, so did you conduct the point with him in his underwear or did he go get dressed? I did. Oh. I did. I did. He's, he's, he sat down, he sat down at the dining room table and I'm like, this is just, I could almost just couldn't keep a straight face. Right. Um, and then I, when he started talking about, you know, politics and he was going to be mayor, I go, okay, we, this is, this is over. This ain't ever going to happen. <laughs> right. Not going to happen. Um, and so I, you know, finally extracted myself and that was that, but that was a that was a crazy business story, you know, and and uh, you know, off the top of my head, I don't don't have a whole lo a, a list of them, but you know, things happen, right? Yeah. Uh, that you just need to somehow be nimble and um, adaptable. Yeah. To be able to to be able to address and deal with and 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 roll with those punches. Totally, and I think there's some lessons in there. Like for example, obviously, you just kind of charted in there and to see if there was a a deal and didn't let the dog and the underwear distract you, but you also didn't, like we train a lot of salespeople and sometimes they'll just keep going. You had the cognizance to recognize, okay, this is, there's no deal here once he started going into some craziness and got out of there so you can get on to the next deal. So I think that's already a good lesson for people is, you know, make sure you explore deals to see that they're possible, but once you know they're not possible, move on, you know, take your time back and go, go get another deal. So I think that's a, that's a, that's a really great point is, and, and sometimes it's really hard. I. I, t I tend to be the guy that hangs on too long. Mm. Okay. And I think a lot of people do too. I think totally. a lot of people, hundred percent. Uh, and, and it's not, um, you know, there, there is a, uh, a mindset of knowing when to quit. I don't mean quit your business. I mean, you know, quit pursuing a deal or, you know, certain things because you're, you're literally just uh, throwing good time after bad. And, um, and so again, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I, I know a lot of folks probably struggle like like I do to hang on too long, and uh, what and, and also you know uh, uh, to people. Oh yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes to employees. Sometimes to you know I've been in that boat where I I just you know you like somebody you want to hang on. 
because because they're good, they're a good egg, but they're not necessarily productive in helping the business. So I think uh, I, I wonder how many people fall into that camp of hanging on too long as opposed to letting go of things. Oh gosh, that'd be an interesting study. I would imagine yeah. it'd be pretty high. Um, yeah. And what's what's interesting, I wonder if people are even consistent. So for example, I am usually pretty quick to let a sale go, um, but on the employee side, it's usually not that way. So like once I become attached to somebody in the business, I don't know, it sounds like it's same for you. Like it's really hard to make that decision. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's personal, right? It gets very personal. Mm -hmm. you get, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I mean, some people are easy, right? Some people, if they're, if they're, if they're not good or they're not uh, good personalities, that makes it a whole different ball game. But it makes good, it easy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> very exactly. easy. Yeah. <laughs> So just so we can help people who are starting a business, take us back to young Glenn and mm -hmm. how did you get involved in the business world and what led you to start, start businesses and go down this road? Yeah. So I, it, some of it is just, um, innate creativity built in. Right. So from, from a very young age, I, I always was an, an inventor, um, mm. inventing things, ideas, names, you know, uh, just had a, a knack for that. So, um, you know, I, I've started a few businesses and my first one, uh, my first real business was a, uh, a product called the umbrella buddy. You're going to laugh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Show right it to me. That one right here. There it is. This, <laughs> oh, cool. I, I, I keep this as a reminder, you know, yeah. where, of where you came from, because I spent a lot of time and money yeah. more than I should have. Again, this is the, like, yeah. I didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. This is an umbrella holder that sticks you know, in your car, in the trunk or whatever, it's Velcro. And so no, it, right. We don't need umbrellas in Albuquerque, but back in, back East where, where I grew mm -hmm. up, we did. And, um, long story short is, you know, I probably should have spent, you know, I had, I should probably should have had 50 cent packaging for this thing, you know, not five, $6 packaging for this thing. Um, so, so I that was my first business, uh, that did not pan out. Although it was a great learning experience, mm -hmm. learned how to, Learned how to manufacture, you know. Learned how to do prototypes. Uh, a lot of R and D, believe it or not. So um, um, that that was really good. Uh, I then um, I, let's see. I, the timing's kind of all over the place. I was I was working at BMW at the time. I got recruited from there into a ad sales company in New York, and um, uh, within a few years, decided to start my own. And so uh, that you know was a had experience off and running, had clients that wanted me to do that. Um, and that was, that was a pretty complicated business, you know, because we were dealing with, uh, not only securing the ad time on radio stations, national networks, shows, et cetera. Um, and then packaging, pack, packaging that up and selling that to major uh, clients and ad agencies and, you know, competing against the monsters, you mm -hmm. know, uh, you know, huge radio, Rush Limbaugh, you know, huge radio networks. And uh, so that, that was, that was very, that, that was a great learning experience. We did well, we did very well. Um, and uh, that, that got rolled into a local broadcaster. It's, that's a longer story I won't bore you with, but you know, um, that business, I got, I got sucked into a, a, um, well, national broadcaster. Mm. We owned uh, 215 stations and ran their national ad sales for a couple of years. Um, uh, until I exited the radio business back in 2008, 2012, 2012. Um, so let's, let's pause here. Yeah. So 
just so I can make sure I'm clear. So you're essentially a broker of media products in, in this job, right? Yes. And so, because you're not working for the company that's providing the airtime, so essentially your your company or you directly are negotiating the deals with the media outlets yes. and then with the clients. That's right. So we go out and sign, you know, one, two, three year deals with the uh, supply side, either the radio station group uh, or Jack's radio show or, you know, things like that. And then uh, we would aggregate them into a talk radio network, a music radio network, um, you know, various different types of networks, uh, either either AM formatted, FM formatted, uh, young skewed, old skewed, you know, anywhere in between. We, we would configure those networks and then go resell those um, to the ad agencies and the clients. Yeah. What an interesting business model. So there's there's probably a lot of overhead because you got the contract with the companies and then you got to immediately go dispo all that. That's wild. What were, I guess, kind of curious. So what were some of the things, obviously, in the first business, you were learning, uh, you know, prototyping. What were some of the lessons that carried through? What are some of the things that you're learning in the long sales cycle, difficult things in this job as well? You know, I mean, I always, I always say one of the biggest things is, is persistence and consistency. Hmm. You know, that, that is hands down persistency and consistency and consistency is more important than even persistency. So, uh, you know, you have to, you have to continue to repeat and do the things that, you know, lead to, um, ultimate success. Mm -hmm. And as long as you put the the ladder on the right wall, right? So if, you know, you can, maybe you've got a new invention like the umbrella buddy and, you know, and maybe that, that just, it just doesn't fly, you know, it's, it's, but, but, but if you've got a, uh, you know, if you've got a better type of rice, you know, to sell, you know, rice sells, you know, it's a staple, you know, it, you know uh, real estate, you know, you know, real mm -hmm. estate's going to sell. Then it's just what you're going to do um, consistently, repeatedly, and, and maybe uh, a little differently, you know, than others uh, to, to get that foothold. So, you know, I always say if somebody else has succeeded in it, you know, you can do the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. So, so then you would recommend to somebody starting out that they go into a business where the business idea is already proven. Is that fair to say? I think it depends on what your, your risk tolerance is. Okay. Yeah. You know, are you, are, are, are you broke? Right. Right. <laughs> you know, are you starting from broke with no experience and no leverage and no ability to raise money and so like, well, then, then you probably would benefit from doing something that's already been done, doing it differently, doing it better. You know, like in my case, you know, started a solar company. It's there's a hundred solar companies here. Um, and that's going to be a, a path that is going to be easier to take than going and inventing something and starting something that nobody's ever seen before. Mm -hmm. uh, which of course we need those people, totally. you know, um, and, 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 uh, so I think it just depends on your risk, uh, tolerance. Yeah. And the comfortability, like you said, with being broke and those types of things. So looking back, would you have done the umbrella buddy again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was so much fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was like, you know, I was young and, and I and I had a job, you know, I had a job. I, I did that actually in conjunction with when, when I got recruited into the radio business. Um, the owner of that company had taken an interest in my product. We had discussed it. And so he said, hey, I'll tell you what, you, you know, and so this was so again, this was my ability to take some risk mm -hmm. because I was making, you know, tremendous money 
in the radio business. And, and he gave me, and he's like, I, he was a, a minority partner in this, uh, but I basically ran the whole thing and went off and, and, and did it. So that was an interesting, actually, if somebody is able to do that, if, if, if they're, if they got an idea and it's a new product, it's, it's, but they have some platform where they could actually do it kind of as a side gig to test it, you know, that's another thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's a whole, that's a whole nother, uh, murky area. The side gig, the side gig thing is a very interesting, um, conversation because it's one thing if you have like I, that, I had that perfect opportunity owner of the company gave me that time. There was no issue with that. Um, and I didn't, you know, I still did my job and, and got it done. If you're a business owner, like I am now, let's say, uh, with, with Sunstake, um, it is, it is very hard to do a side gig. It's very hard to do something else because every second I take away from this business mm -hmm. is costing. Big time. You know? Oh yeah. And, and so, so I think if you're an employee and you're a nine to five or I don't know, you're a flight attendant, whatever, uh, fireman, whatever you've got. And, and so you go to work and you have your window and then you come home and you're not working. You can't do anything else about that, right? You've done your job. That's a side gig, yes. you know, from, you know, from 5 to 9 p.m. or on Saturdays, I can do a side gig and it's having no effect, negative effect on my, my, my career. Yeah. So does that make sense? Totally. I mean, people talk about, so I'm a side gig guy. Like I, I've been in the network marketing world. I, I've done that stuff. And in fact, to a fault, because as an entrepreneur, I, I had this, I call it a delusion that uh, that I could do multiple things. And more is better, and, right? Exactly. More is better, man. I need I need a I need an income stream there and an income stream there. But man, you are I got fried. Yeah. I got totally fried. And the reality is, I just can't take my eye off of what I'm doing now. You know, and I think that's what entrepreneurs need to know. Business owners need to know. Unless they've unless they've scaled their business to the point where it's it's automated, mm -hmm. right? If you've got a uh, enough of a staff that things are running and you're just running it, you're not actually working in the business every day. Well, then you can do something else. Totally. Yeah. And it's such a hard thing, too, because, I mean, there's so many people, Americans that are like, hey, I want something more. I've got these ideas. I've got these talents. They're working a nine to five. And it's like, how, how do you do this? I mean, do you quit your job to go launch the thing or do you stay in your job and dilute yourself, face burnout? It's it's, it's a really interesting thing. And so it sounds like to me that you, to become successful, did both. You did your ad, ad sales and you did your side hustle. That was how it was for me too. I was, right. I was selling, you know, business to business. And then I was doing real estate on the weekends and the side until that took over. Um, right. Yeah. So what, what, well, I think, I think if you ever, do you watch, uh, ever watch Shark Tank? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm addicted to that show. And, um, you hear that you often have the sharks, uh, picking apart the entrepreneur because they're not fully invested. And so, you know, they've got their job and this is a side hustle and the, the sharks are going, well, you know, you can't do this as a side hustle and make it really succeed. So, you know, every situation is really, is really, really different. And mm -hmm. so I always would, would advise. Uh, the first thing I advise is, is you've got to surround yourself with, uh, people who either have done the stuff, you know, mentors, uh, for lack of a better term, I call them mentors, but surround yourself with people who, um, can give you information, can give you insight, um, because that, that wisdom and that emotional support 
is even more important than financial. Totally. You know, you've got to, because mindset matters. Mindset so, matters and is often the most important thing in the business. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Could not agree with you more there. So, so kind of taking back to the story. So essentially you, you go, you're, you're doing this umbrella buddy, you're doing it on the side, you're hustling like crazy, you're doing ad sales. What kind of was the tipping point for you to understand like ad sales is not what I want to do with the rest of my life? It's a great, well, that's great. Um, so what, what, what ended up really happy, I was doing, I was enjoying it, uh, to, to a large extent, probably because we're making a lot of money, mm -hmm. you know? So it was enjoyable in that regard because it was very, very uh, uh, lucrative place to be. But um, what had eventually happened was a, a, another large media company, radio company, had bought the group I was working with, and uh, they had a they they I thought they were going backwards, and indeed I, I think they were. Um, you know, and so you know we were moving into digital and streaming and mobile and all that, and this company came in and said, oh, you know. I remember the first meeting with the CEO and the, and, and he made a comment that Pandora was never going to amount to anything. Oh boy. Pandora had just stolen a half a million dollar Netflix budget from me. Wow. <laughs> half a million dollars. Um, and I'm like, you're wrong. And, yeah. and so we, we, we basically agreed to part ways at the end of 2012. And I was just like, I'm, I'm done in this industry. Yeah. Um, you know, fortunately had, uh, set aside some money and right. So I had a little time and runway. And I got involved and I dabbled with um, social media marketing, uh, um, uh, event marketing type stuff. Uh, worked, consulted for a company in California, started a, a, a company uh, called Snapshare that I owned. I still own it. It's not doing anything. I sold the assets. Uh, I, I sold the assets in 2017 before I started Sunstate. And um, and so that, that radio business, well, first of all, I just, it wasn't, emotionally satisfying because it was making money, but it wasn't really doing, you know, what I was doing is convincing people to spend money on things they don't need. Totally. <laughs> totally. Right? Um, and I'm not disparaging anybody in the media business, right? But, uh, you know, that, that just wasn't fulfilling anymore. I know what I, what I love now. And I do encourage, I think it was, you know, Oprah that said, um, you know, sometimes you have to do what you have to do before you can do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to have a job, you have to make money. But given the, ch the chance and the option, I would advise, I just a, did advise a young, you know, just a young graduate last weekend that, you know, she needs, she should be thinking about the things that light her up. Yeah. The, the things that really are fulfilling and then see if there's a way to marry that into something that you can make a living at, um, whether it's a career or whether it's a, a owning a business or starting a business. And so when I started Sunstate, Part of that compulsion was, first of all, seeing what the road, the opportunity was in the industry, right? Where this, this train has left the station, mm -hmm. like solar is happening, renewables are happening. Um, no matter what, you know, what you think about it, you know, whether we're going to save the planet or not, it's happening. It's just one more energy. Energy is happening. And so I thought yeah, there's an opportunity, but I also felt like this is incredibly rewarding because for every buck that I make, I've helped somebody save a buck every mm. It's a win-win all the way around. Yeah, um, and so that—that's what I, I would, you know, encourage uh, folks thinking about entrepreneurship uh, to to do is really think about, you know, is this going to be rewarding to me? Yeah, maybe 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 financial reward is all you need. You know, maybe maybe you are motivated by that, and maybe you take the money and uh, are, are very charitable, mm -hmm. and so that's reward. You mm -hmm. know, 
Yeah. Although I speculate, like I can sense in your voice, you're speculating too, that that's generally not how it works. Like I myself and witnessed a lot of ton of others, like they become financially successful and then they recognize, oh, now I got to go find purpose. Um, and, and yeah, interesting. Um, okay. So all kinds of things are popping in my mind. One of which is, okay, so obviously you have a lot of access or at least have had in the past, a lot of access to a lot of different ways to grow a business through media and selling those packages to companies in your business, or if you were advising a business, how do you structure your thoughts about your brand new business? You you're thinking about going on TV, radio, you know, all these different social media ads. How do you structure your thoughts about how to invest in scaling your business in marketing? You know, I think the first thing is uh, going back to your brand, yeah. right? Uh, spend the money on the brand. Get a, get a professionally designed logo. Don't hack it together. Don't use Microsoft Word. You know, it's, you can go, I mean, you can, if, if you really want to be thrifty, you can go onto Fiverr or Upwork or one of these uh, uh, websites now and get a logo for 10 bucks or 50 bucks. You know, um, I, I would argue you should spend more. I would argue you should get a designer that, you know, and, and you can look up designers work and see what's consistent with what you want. Um, but invest in a brand identity mm. first, um, then register all the, the, the URLs register the Facebook page, the, the business page, the Insta, the TikTok, you know, all the other places you need to be own those domains. Um, and then once you have that all set up, you know, start building your, your marketing because you've got places for people to go. And as a, as a, as a new business, of course, the probably the easiest and best way is social, right? You're not going to go put a TV the, probably not, you're probably not going to go do a TV campaign out of the gate. Um, I would argue, um, sorry to my friends in the radio business, but I would, I, I'm not there. And I, I just, I just, I don't, for the right business, it could be very productive. Um, but really identifying and maybe consulting with somebody who knows, uh, for your business type, what might be the best places. Right. Uh, but for me, it was Facebook, you know, mm -hmm. we started, we started with, um, you know, getting our profile set up and all that kind of stuff, making it make sure it was it was it was buttoned up, and then we started doing Facebook ads. We started getting leads on Facebook. Uh, now, now Facebook is extremely extremely clogged. Um, it, there's so much clutter for solar, so much BS uh, on there that I actually am trying to navigate away from it and go other places. Uh, but I think for the new for the newbie, that's the way to go. Least amount of money, highest leverage point. And then, and then, you know, as you start having uh, revenue and success, you can try things. And that, and that's the other thing I would advocate for. Don't try with like stupid try, like, like, you know, there's stuff you clearly go, that's not going to work. Yeah. But, you know, I've tried, you know, uh, HOA newsletters, um, you know, a little print here and there, different things, sponsoring a, you know, sponsoring a, uh, you know, a youth league or something or other, you know, definitely if you have the money, put it there, see what happens. And you know, if it doesn't work, I mean, I've spent a lot of money on things that didn't work. Uh, we did TV. I've been on, I was on TV for almost a year and a half. I have no idea if it worked. I mean, I, I had, you know, I, I can trace two sales mm -hmm. to the TV that I was running for a year and a half. So I, I can't even trace the ROI on that, Yeah. but, but, but we tried, you mm -hmm. know? And so, you know, I think that the, the longer you're around, the more resources you have, the more things you can try and see what makes a difference. We bring up an interesting point too, because I'm a sales background, phone sales and all those types of things. So for me, sales felt very comfortable. Marketing felt very 
different because it's like on a sale, I can, I can convert them on the phone. The, the, the challenge with sales, as you know, is it's, it's hard to scale. Whether you, 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 can't, you can't scale yourself, if you hire, it's, it's hard to scale a sales team on the same yeah. level as, as marketing. So, you know, that was always kind of the concern is like, oh, I'm going to spend all this money. I don't know if I'm going to get it back. Can you talk a little bit about one, what's important in building a brand and an identity? And then two, how do you kind of walk yourself through that conversation of, you know, it's hard to track ROI and how do I know if an idea is working or not? Yeah. Um, well, going back to the brand thing, I think, um, have you ever read uh, Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a huge fan of, of why. Mm. And so I think you need to figure out, uh, it's, it's really good to figure out what your why is, first off. And then, you know, have your, your, what you're doing be consistent with that. So my why is to find a better way and share it with the world. That's who I am. Mm. And when I, when I found that out, it, everything made sense because every invention that I created, everything I've done is like, because I'm always asking, oh my gosh, there's gotta be a better way always throughout the day. And so for, for me in solar, I think it's a better way. Mm -hmm. I think it's a better way to power your life, your house, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's very consistent with who I, who I am. So I think that it's, it's, it's a very important, uh, exercise to go through as a, as a, a newbie getting into it or, or somebody who's been around for a while, like who doesn't know, you know, cause that, that book, remember talks about Apple and why, you know, how, how they started with why, um, so that is, so then, you know, getting your branding consistent and, and all around that. And what was the second part of that question, Matt? Yeah. So, so, for, so you answered the first part really well. And then the second part is essentially you know, how do you know a, a thing is working or not when ROI is hard to track? Like, well, well, you know, if you, so, so with social, with it, with, with, with anything online, it's really easy to track, you know, because if they came in from Facebook, you know, that, you know, if you converted it, you know, how many they came in. So that's really digital is pretty easy to track. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, but you know, conversely, any kind of broadcast, any kind of print, unless you, uh, if you have a business that is able to use some sort of a direct response methodology, which is, you know, either a special code, um, you know, a 1-800 number that's, that you know where it's coming from, uh, a link, a URL that's, you know, uh, tagged, you know, so you know where they came from, that, that, those are ways you can go about that. But there, there's certainly, uh, I, I'm in the, in the middle, literally, this is very, uh, uh, sensitive issue because I'm in the middle of struggling with this with our ad agency. Mm. So I finally hired an ad agency yeah. and cause I, I said, I can't do this myself anymore. You know, even though I understand it, it's just too much. Yep. Um, I need to be focusing on sales and building the business, building a team. Um, we're struggling with mm. the ad agents to figure this out because so much of, so much of what we've done has not generated a tangible ROI that I can put a number to. And I go, I just can't keep throwing good money after bad. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, there, there is also Matt, the whole branding aspect, you know, uh, which a lot of times you can't attribute, uh, an ROI to the branding brand. You just have to be out there, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you take the, you know, logoed shirts, the hats, the car, you know, all that stuff. That's, that's just presence. People mm -hmm. seeing, it, you know, whether it's yard signs, you guys, yard signs, right? You know, people seeing it and then there's no direct correlation when they come in as a sale, but, but somewhere along the way they saw you and, and that built uh, trust. Totally. 
Yeah, I heard one person describe it like a, it's like a basketball team. Like one person obviously takes the shot and some, and a lot of times you know who that is, but it's like that person doesn't make the shot if he's not open. He's open because this guy did this and this guy did that. And so like, I always found that to be helpful in the sense of, you know, kind of understanding like it's a multi-factor equation. Um, but I appreciate you kind of diving into this because, you know, I know for me being in phone sales, like it was always like scary. Uh, you know, the idea that I'm going to spend money and not know or I'm going to spend money and it's losing. And how long do you lose? Um, I heard, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Hermosi, but um, he puts I, out. I love watching him. Him and his wife are awesome. Watch him. Every, I watch see him all the time. Okay, wonderful. And he made an interesting point. And I'm curious to get your take on it. So he said, essentially like, so direct response. Um, he said, direct response is kind of this thing where you build value and you extract it. Like, like boom, 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 boom. And yeah, then branding, quick, very transactional. Very transactional. So, so basically, yeah. it's like you, you put money in the bank account and you take it out. Whereas branding is more of this idea: you keep putting money in, and then eventually, at some point, like you just get paid royalties forever, and you mm. don't have to extract as much. So, I found that to be really like a helpful analogy. But just kind of curious again, it brings back this nervous question I have: is well, how do you know that you're building? Um, and so, obviously, like you're kind of going through this in your business. What kind of led you to the decision? Okay, I need to hire the ad agency. And how do you know that it's not working? Well, so yeah, what, what, the, the decision to hire the agency was twofold. One, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, I, even, though I, even though I can do it, I don't have time to do it. I, I understand. Yep. I, can, I, I can put a Facebook ad up. I know how to do that. I know how to you know sift and get the criteria and all that. Um, so it was just, the, the first thing was I need somebody to do all this Beautiful. and hand me a report you know and also to collaborate to, to have them take their brains because that's what they do and go this is what we think would be the most productive and successful way for you to advertise market and so forth um so those two things were the compulsion mm. um the you know we, we're we, we've actually taken a hiatus i have actually stopped mm. everything yeah for the past here's here's the irony the interesting thing is uh so we've been off all paid media for two months. We had our busiest lead gen in the past three weeks. Wow. And and so all of that is coming from organic um, SEO. So that's the other thing I would tell you, if I can, Matt, Please. I would touch on really quickly. Yeah. Is you must invest in SEO. Mm. You so, so, you know, after you get your site and all that kind of stuff, that's the most important thing you can do is put money into a quality SEO company and by, I mean quality, I mean somebody that's proven because yep. there's, be, because SEO is so hard for the average person who doesn't know it to know whether, you know, mm -hmm. they're being duped or not. Um, you, you really need to get somebody with a re good reputation. So invest there because that's going to get you on the front page or front, front two pages where now we're getting a tremendous lead flow from that. And that's organic. They're searching, they're going, uh, best solar company in Albuquerque, boom front page right yeah. so and then and then and then you know make sure you've make sure you're fastidious about your reviews and focused on staying five star i mean four at the least um so that you are are you know your profile people like and they they go for it totally. um so anyway so we so we're in a hiatus uh we're going to start investing again we're working on many ideas with the agency um and and you know again i'm ready to 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 try something new because we got to find something else that works too besides organic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, like if you want to do something amazing, you know, you need it. Like 
the idea that you'll scale a business just off of a sales team alone is it's obviously for most businesses doesn't doesn't work. You can build a, a good local business with a good sales team, but you need a presence. You need a marketing. If you want to do anything that, you know, you'll probably be excited to tell your grandkids about, you've got to go that direction. Um, and you're, you're crazy passionate, obviously, and you've mentioned it kind of throughout the podcast about doing this, not as an amateur. Can you maybe spell out like why you're so strong on this position? And like, like, obviously I could tell in your tonality, like you can hire Fiverr, but it's not recommended. Like, why is it maybe more costly to go cheap than, than to go expensive? Well, I mean, I'm not saying don't ever do it, right? Yeah. You can, I have jobbed out stuff to Upwork. You know, to professionals who are really, really good. Yeah. Um. Uh. But but they're also more expensive. Mm -hmm. there, there's a whole range there. You know. So definitely go for the go for the the uh, certified you know person. Um. But you know we have a saying even even in our business right sometimes uh, cheap ends up costing you more in the long run. Um. You know buying a cheap solar installation is going to cost you more in the long run totally. most likely because. Workmanship's not, workmanship's not as good. Support's not as good. You know, etc. Um, so, so you have to make. You know, I, I believe in investing and 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 finding a way. You know, um, if you need to, you get some friends and family to get some bucks. You know, put in there. You know, do that. Uh, but the professional aspect, we talked a little bit earlier about it before we came on air. Um, the little things like your email address. You know. Um, I, 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 if I see somebody uh, that has a company that, that their email address is, you know, Jack Shoes at Gmail, that you should be jacked at jackshoes.com. You know, uh, you know, get the URL, have that. It's it costs nothing. It costs go to go to GoDaddy, set up a domain for eight ninety nine, and 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 get a couple of email addresses. You know, um, I think so many people lose just they don't know. They don't know. Totally. I wish I could, Matt. If I if I uh, if I have time to do more charitable work, that's something I wouldn't mind doing. I would not mind just giving free advice mm. to individuals who are starting something or have something started but don't have it buttoned up the way they should, and it's not high cost. Yeah. It's not high dollar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's tremendous, and that's what we're all about here on this podcast: is providing insight, providing basically things that will lead to freedom for people if they take action. It'll increase their income, it'll give them more time freedom, life freedom, et cetera. One thing I kind of want to, you know, wrap on is you'd mentioned mentors. Can you tell me about your most important mentor and the most important lesson or thing they've taught you? I've had a lot of great ones. And, you know, I do believe John Maxwell talks about, you know, the five people you surround yourself with. Yep. Um, you know, be very very careful about and it's not that you disown you know your friends and acquaintances that you know but but there are five that are going to elevate you um you know and, and even when i think about uh the, the the guys these are all these are all guys that i'm thinking about that uh when i went through a very difficult time mm. uh when i got divorced when when i lost everything and this was back in uh, two, I, I try to forget but you mm -hmm. know 2009 mm -hmm. 2012 you know absolutely decimated financially um those guys that were mentors and advisors were also the ones that invested in me to help get through that mm. not not the business in me mm. <laughs> and, and so having those people um around you that that believe in you you know and then uh most recently i've got a uh, i have a business coach who um you know we we meet 
one, uh, once a month on a Zoom. We can call anytime. We have other calls, but we have a once a month, you know, concerted Zoom. We talk about uh, the the issues facing the business and personal. And uh, I think everybody should have a business coach or a personal coach uh, that that has the experience, the knowledge that can encourage, correct, uh, hold accountable, you know, things like that are, are, are really important. But mentors, you got you to find a mentor or multiples. I, I think it's good to have a few um, with different experience, with some diversity, you know. I mean, I've got one that, you know, owns real estate. I've got one that's an uh, investment banker, you know, and, and they have different perspectives, which gives me a better insight all the way around. Yeah. So the business coach that you have, are they super experienced in your industry, in your niche, or is it more like just a general coach that? Well, this one, my buddy, he happens to have experience in construction. He actually cool. has a contractor's license. Um, so he understands the aspect of what we're doing. Um, and that was not, that just happened to be just, just worked out that way. Mm. Uh, so we do get, we do get great insight into, um, our, our specific business. Uh, but also, you know, he, he's got a vast experience in helping businesses grow their, um, their skill sets, their mindsets, mindset really more than anything, you know, um, uh, teamwork, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I found in our, our thing, too, that the mindset and the teamwork it seems to be the foundational need. Um, and then the tactical strategy seems to be a lot. There's like so many places you can get the tactical strategies. It's it's harder, I think, to get the mindset right. Um, it, it, you can't do anything if the mindset's wrong. Yeah, you, 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 you can't do it. I, I actually oh, I actually own the mindset minute, which I'm going to launch one of these days. No way. Tell me uh, about that. That's a, it's a vignette. It's my, my vision is for a vignette, a 60 second vignette mindset minute, uh, uh, video and radio, hopefully, you know, get it syndicated out. Um, because what I've seen, especially in my experience in network marketing, right, where you're getting individuals, they're getting recruited in and, 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 and so many, the reason so many fail is mindset hundred percent because they don't understand or don't have the discipline, the self-discipline to do the things that need to be done repeatedly, um, especially in the face of rejection. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so I started recognizing there that most, I mean, a, I don't know what the percentage is, but a large percentage don't even know or don't even have the uh, direction mm. to go read a John Maxwell book, mm -hmm. right? To go read Simon Sinek, to go, to go, um, to go do the mindset work. Yeah. And so I felt like, wow, if I could start a mindset minute, a 60 second vignette snippets, cause people take, it's all about sound bites, right? Yeah. Um, and, and just get people in the, in the frame of mind to go, I want to go now watch a one hour John Maxwell video or, you know, get more, uh, get more mindset training that that might be helpful. So one of these days, man, I Dude, haven't yeah. had time. Talking about side gigs, I haven't had time to get that thing going. Right, I own it. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, I hope you launch it. I hope you launch it soon because I can relate to you deeply on the fact that, like, there's a certain level of hustle, certain level of grind, certain level of strategy that can get you to a certain point, and then all of a sudden, like, that's generally where you cap until you fix your mindset, and then you can go to another level and you have to fix your mindset. And so, gosh, man, that's powerful. So you're you're hoping that would be to inspire people in one minute 
to go deeper into mindset, deeper into that type of thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Love it. Right. And, 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 and I'll be honest, I don't think, I don't know. I, mean, I guess I probably would end up building more content that's, that's deeper, but, but my, my initial thought was I'm going to direct them to John C. Maxwell or mm. other real experts and leaders that have books and have, you know, um, a great depth of experience. So I felt like I could, I could be the uh, mindset light, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. you know, that gets them on the path to, to better. Beautiful. Oh man. I love that. I love that. I love it. Love it. Okay. That is so awesome. If people want to connect to you, if they want to buy solar from you, or if they just want to connect to you because they're loving what you're talking about, obviously you've got a breadth of experiences. How, how, what's the best way to connect with them other than, of course, we'll post the socials and links that you provided to us, but what's the best way right. otherwise? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously find me on social media, but, um, you know, they, they can also shoot an email to glennfelty at gmail.com. Uh, super easy. Perfect. Glenn with two ends. Awesome. And, uh, uh, but happy to hear from anybody. If they have questions, sure. Happy to um, share any knowledge I can. Awesome. That's super great. Glenn, thank you for taking part of your busy morning. I know you're running businesses and you are obviously very consumed with that, but you took time out for us today. So thank you very much, guys. Listening, he dropped some insane knowledge on here from both the good side of the experiences to some of the things and mistakes that happen and how we learn from And just one thing I picked up right away is he had a business that didn't work and he was happy that he did it and he took it and he grew that ideas from it. And so if you do nothing else, please take one of the actions, insights, mindset, ideas you learn on this podcast and put it into action in the next seven days. Tell somebody about it. Share this podcast with someone they can hold you accountable because freedom is only one action away. And so go ahead and take the action and do it now. So thank you again for listening and we will catch you on the next episode.